0: Because the first stage is just like, oh, you can work from home if you have to, but it's not optimal, but you still can do that.
1: Everything that is, would require more than a single response, I have a tendency just to then start up a call. And... and
2: when you're at the office, you have some unwritten rules that you can say, oh, that person is available and that person is wearing headphones, so I cannot reach to them. Hey everyone, welcome to the Com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you, Speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Yes, and as an e-commerce player, we are in the fortunate situation we can continue working and we can even contribute to help people stay safe. And next to that, we see the number of partners, partner retailers on our platform grow as they switch from physical to uh, online shopping. So the question is, how do we facilitate all this from a tech perspective and even still innovate with the the IT teams? So we have been taking measures for over a month now, time to look back, reflect and share some learnings and best practices. And as Bob.com, we tend to be working close together on the same physical location, we want everyone who contributes in a one to the team as close as possible? And in these circumstances, that isn't possible. So, what do, did we have to adapt where? Try, and t-
3: try to find out. Pets, Paul, were the guests of this show. Yeah, so we have two guests uh, today. We have uh, Burgert Kirsten. He has been on the show uh, before. And then, uh, yeah, we introduced him as a coach and as a human systems engineer, as I recall that uh, correctly.
0: And have right. changed a <laughs> human systems architect. So he's a friend of the so, show.
3: Yeah, he's <laughs> he's become uh, become a friend of the show and uh yeah and beside him we have uh Marijn Koolenke-Buren. he's a software engineer. And um, I uh, I did some online research and I also found out that he's uh yeah into visual impact that he uh some things about uh, that as well so yeah not sure how you make visual impact in a podcast but uh, there'll be some other impact as well here i guess so yeah uh, first of all how are you doing personally
0: uh for myself i'm doing pretty fine i um i this reminds me of a time uh a couple of years ago when I was living in South Africa I was doing a lot of online coaching from home from my garage and my wife was also homeschooling our kids so the home uh, situation is very familiar for us so not too much of a adjustment but I think the larger global context is quite uh, the uncertainty has this underlying uh, anxiety uh, but um, yeah, work-wise, also, I'm very impressed with how quickly everyone has been able to adapt to this new situation.
1: And Marijn, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good. in uh, Meanwhile, my girlfriend is hand- trying to hand me tea, which <laughs> is an indicator of us trying to adapt to this situation as best as we can. Uh, both she and I are still working and uh, the... The fact that we don't have kids, we just have a cat that's having the time of his life, uh, being the outside all of the time, uh, results in a pretty quiet household, I would say. Uh, um, but it has some personal impact, like making sure to stand up enough, get enough physical exercise. So uh, I joined the Dutch way of spending time, namely trying to uh, uh, renovate your garden as much as you can while you're sitting at home. <laughs> so yeah i'm doing pretty good uh i recognize the the anxiety the the sort of base level anxiety that uh, that berget is mentioning as in there's so much stuff going around and you really have this weird feeling of should i go outside and if you do what should i do what should i do not do and that just adds a certain level of complexity uh which is yeah a little bit anxiety uh inducing but Oh, no, I would say pretty, yeah, pretty good.
3: Okay, great. Do, do you well, think uh, both that this, that this level of, of, of anxiety uh, that both, both of you can feel that it affects you uh, not just in your personal life, but also in your work life and how you're handling things in your work life?
0: Yeah, I think it can. Uh, if you read an article just before you start your day's work, that sits in the back of your mind. Or oh, for me, maybe sometimes harder to focus. Um, sometimes wondering, is there some should I be focusing on something else right now than just this thing in front of me, uh, the work? Um, but on the other hand, just focusing on the work in front of you also <laughs> helps to uh, not ponder too much on things that's out of your control at the moment.
3: Yeah, not really sink too deep in the the feeling of anxiety or or whatever, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just, to me personally, it's just that the changes have been sort of having keep going over the past few weeks. So first it was this set of measures and was this set of measures and was this. If it sort of was this one set of measures for one point in time and then sort of, big change and then sort of stability afterwards, but this increasing amount of change afterwards doesn't help with uh, sort of reducing anxiety. Uh, but uh, yeah, all in all, the effect of it is, uh, to me personally, minimal, but it's that, like, work is, like Berget mentioned, a good way of distracting yourself as well. Like, turn off uh, new new.nl, uh Open up IntelliJ yeah. and just get working, and uh, that helps like uh, clear out the mind and focus it as well.
2: Okay, so that's a nice bridge towards uh, the work area you're in. So, yeah, we already uh, introduced Birgit as a coach, and uh, um, Marijn, you as a software engineer. I believe for this topic, we could have chosen uh, all of our uh 450 500 software engineers in in it so uh but you, you were closely together in the in the logistics area i believe on the at getting the, the changes done for the for the teams um yeah just to start uh, uh, how did it change for you what what is the uh impact um yeah, Marraine, yeah. maybe start with you
1: yeah yeah sure um Team-wise, it's it's quite interesting. Like um, we can you can you,
2: yeah, can you describe how the team what is set up and and how you worked together when you're all at the office and
1: yeah yeah, I wanted to do that exactly. Like uh, I have a PO that uh, that's from the Netherlands, but I have a, a teammate Piotr from uh, from Poland and uh, Ghaled who's uh, from Iran. Uh, Piotr and uh, Gelet, uh uh, both live in the Netherlands and uh, work uh, just from the office. Um, so we're really used to working from the office. But uh, with, um, yeah, we were always open to working from home. So Piotr once in a while would go home already to work from home. Uh, would go to Poland, sorry to be exact, to work from home. Uh, and now he uh, he did for a longer time because he just has more. Uh, facilities there than he would have in uh, in Hilversum here in the Netherlands. So that's uh, that's one change at least. Uh, but to be fair, we had a much didn't have much trouble in starting up. Um, but that's we I did notice a few changes. Like we started using chat a lot more than we uh, than we used to. Normally, you would just sit together, have a chat about something. Like you were working on something, needed the rubber duck. You would just, I would just poke Gellette who would sit next to me, and now we're struggling with that a little bit and trying to figure out and sync up on those kind of things. Um, I had to get my cat to the next room. Here okay, we are. Such <laughs> is <as> life. Um, <laughs> and uh, and now, now I sort of solved that by just sort of, now that we use chat a lot more, I just post my topic in the chat, ask someone, hey, do you have time to rub a duck and most often song someone will, because they also go through, of, okay, having some concentration, not working on something, and then at some point you, for some reason, lose that concentration, or you're sort of done with the part, and then check chat, and you would, for example, have time to uh, to, uh, to a duck, or to, uh, to have discussion about something.
3: So but The discussions that you have then, after posting this in the chat, is it also via chat, or do you use video calls, or what do you use?
1: So, I would say most of the time we, I just start off with chat. It's nice to sort of uh, for yourself to quantify certain problems that you have by posting mm-hmm. it in chat. Uh, that requires you to write it down in some way or to illustrate it yes. in some way so that, that makes it clear uh, or helps you make it clear. And then, whenever I would say everything that is would require more than a single response, I have a tendency to just then start up a call and and start talking because often you just have then multiple perspectives and you start conversating about each of them and often chat is just not that, uh, well, good of a tool for that. Because, I then,
3: use, sorry. because then really typing it down is hindering the conversation. And uh, while well, first while well, you're basically structuring your question, then writing it down is helping the conversation.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you might re- realize that your original question started with ah, "I wanted that." I'm w- wondering about that part, that part, and that part. That might be three parts. And while writing it down, you might already say, "Oh, it's obvious. The first two words are, st- are are easy to answer, but the third one that I don't know." So by doing that, you already help yourself in sort of uh, writing down something that uh, takes a first step towards providing the answer already or starting the discussion. And I would say in a general sense, not even within remote working, but in a general sense, that's a good approach. Yeah. And then uh, and then whatever follow-up discussion starts, you already have that it's sort of built up context. So that's, uh, that really helps in uh, starting that conversation. But the same principle I would advise for any merge request that ever, anyone ever does. Like if ever someone has a review comment on yours, uh and it takes you more than one reply to, re- to response It's probably a good idea to sync up on because it's probably way more open question than it uh, for at the surface it may look like
2: So that's a, that's a nice signal uh, if you uh, if you see that uh, there's a discussion uh, starting up then you can uh, reach out to each other and and uh, do it
1: like that Yeah and that's exactly uh, you mentioned visual impact earlier but that's exactly where, one of the main struggles of remote working comes in is that I don't, I'm still trying to figure it out, uh, but my main caveat is that it's often so easy to grab a paper or a whiteboard and just start drawing and make something uh, visual or then in some way, not even visual, but just, it's way easier to communicate something than to, Tend to say that in words. And the moment that you put something down is often the time that someone else will say, Oh, you meant that? Oh, in that case, I would change this and this. Or why did you ever do that? Like, I didn't recognize that from your words. Um, so uh, I liked uh, uh whiteboarding uh, or Jamboard uh, sessions already concerning the team health check that we uh, did recently. That worked really well. Like I really had the idea that everyone was on the same page. As long as you just keep putting information there, everyone sees that information and everyone can say, okay, yes or no, okay, let's continue.
2: Can you, can you explain what you're doing when you're uh, using the Jamboard? Jamboard is the Google uh, Whiteboard online tool, right? But using that in the session? So is it constantly open as the primary uh, screen? How does that work? Can you
0: explain? Yeah, so it's like a, a whiteboard that everyone has in front of them and everyone can collaborate on it together. And I do think that's, um, it's uh, for me, uh, having everyone look at that board is even more important than having everyone looking at each other's faces is to create that shared uh, uh, mental model, mental picture in front of you. Um And even if you are just having a meeting to have a shared Google Doc open and someone taking notes so that everyone's really on the same page, Um, because I think that's the one thing that is really important uh, is to stay connected and stay co-creating and to have something that everyone can look at at the same time and contribute to creates that shared space to to collaborate, co-create and... stay on the same page. Um, And I think your writing becomes really important um, because what I see, it's interesting, I I listened to this podcast uh, that was an interview with a guy who started a company that just from the start, they started working remotely and they are almost 2,000 employees now as well. Wow. And he talks (laughs) about, yeah, he talks about these five stages that, companies go through and the first stage is like maybe where we, we and it's it's amazing how we kind of went through the first three stages in two weeks because the first stage is just like oh you can work from home if you have to but it's not optimal but you still can do that and then the second stage is okay you everyone is at home and you're trying to duplicate what you did at the office but you just do it online and i think we all went through that in the first week kind of just took everything online um, and I think everyone realized that is really tiring if you're trying to duplicate the physical office space online um, and what I heard a lot of people say is oh, all these meets meetings are tiring and we could have solved this just in an email and I think that's where like like Marijn also said where you start first just before you just take the meeting online first just write it down and see if you can uh, you know um, share that information that way and then if you realize it's just a back and forth then go and have the conversation but having uh, paying more attention on you know writing typing stuff down and sharing that and then email is not many more the the best medium maybe maybe something like a, a google doc or a uh, Confluence page where people can contribute and share the information and you can get to, you know, make a decision uh, together. Um, Yeah, the third third stage also in this podcast is where you start really using the right kinds of tools. Um, And I I see how people are starting to use like Jamboards and Teams and planning I think the challenge that we have is that we have so many different tools and not everyone's using the same ones. Um, then the fourth stage that we are not yet at, which might be interesting if we ever move there, but that's when you start working asynchronously. So people are spread all over the world and in different time zones. And that's where the written communication also becomes really important and really using you know, comments on JIRA and, things like that to communicate and um, uh, hand over tasks to someone in a different time zone. Um, Yeah, it might be interesting. We we stopped recruiting people uh, internationally at the moment, but who knows what happens in the future. Maybe it becomes easier even to work with internationals who still live in their own country. But that's but, who knows that's in the future
2: well <laughs> but to be honest it can be interesting for us as well because what i sometimes hear now within teams is that for, uh, for instance people with with, uh, with kids they say okay i'll start in the morning at six o'clock and work till uh, nine and then do uh, stuff with my kids and i continue in the evening yeah. so there there is some already some uh, async uh, work uh, going on uh, more, more than we might be aware of, I think. Uh, so th- this can be interesting as well to uh, to focus on. And what what is the fifth stage? I think. Uh,
0: that is where you kind of uh, that's where you find this ultimate productivity and work life balance, where every person can just contribute in the best way by designing their work around their life. Um, obviously, it's not necessarily in a time of crisis like this, but um yeah you know, your your home setup is ideal and it's, it's it's integrated in your life and you can really do your best and give your best output and still live a very balanced life and you know you have routines in place where you can f- be physically active and work and and it's almost yeah and people are just measured on what they what they put out it's not guy what he says in this podcast is often you know when you go to the office there's all these um, psychological things that play out and if you dress up nicely and ask clever questions you can get by in a month and not really do anything just because you appear like you're a productive person but when you work from home and it's just your output and the work it's really uh, more on merit than you know who can play the role the best and uh, yeah, people who are less, you know, uh, who are more quiet and can really give more of their input in this way of working as well.
2: Okay. You uh, say uh, talking about uh, the office, uh, what I was triggered with is what Marijn said is um, uh, you have, sometimes you have to reach out to, to people in your team uh, because you want something to ask or, or uh, to have the review done, etc. And when you're at the office, you have some unwritten rules that you can say, oh, that person is available and that person is wearing headphones, so I cannot reach to them. But you don't see that right now. So uh, do you have that feeling yourself as well that, that it's harder to reach out to people? Ryan, how do you do, do? you feel that in your team?
1: I think during the first week we, we, we had some issues with that. Uh, we weren't used to uh, being active on the chat without response, which ultimately blocks each other in this way of working, as long as you don't go the, the asynchronous uh, way yet, so to say. Um, so yeah, that's mostly it, yeah, see
3: Do you see a lot of uh, differences, uh, for example, of people in your team handling this?
1: So we did, a, we did do a retro, uh, quite mm-hmm. early like at the end mm-hmm. of the first week and uh, and we continued on in the second week just to make sure that whatever we are coming up with is is heading the right direction mm-hmm. uh, and to sync up on exactly these kind of things like what are our expectations towards each other what what are we uh, working on so now I would say that within our team we have a good tendency to pick up on these signals and, uh, mm-hmm. and to sync, on, sync up on that quite easily so there's not much difference concerning that yeah.
3: okay so what i hear is that you basically and uh, increase the number of feedback moments uh, with, with with the retros to keep in sync i think that's really good but i'm still wondering burger do you see differences over teams in handling these uh,
0: kind of things um i see more similarities than differences um I see uh, some, I know uh, uh, some teams uh, pay a lot of attention to the kind of social connection. So they will have a Google chat or Google meets uh, room open the whole time. um, And they'll have conversations in between their work. Um, Others work more, more disconnected. that's kind of, uh, and then there's differences in tools people use. Uh, there's the people who use more like the Microsoft meets and those tools, and others use more the Google tools. But everyone is it's has the same challenge, and kind of I see come up with similar solutions to those challenges.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's actually interesting. I think most of, if I look at all the tools that we already have as software engineers, uh, using JIRA, using GitLab, using uh, merge requests, having these asynchronous, asynchronous reviews done with comments, etc. Uh, and it, I noticed that our way of working was already quite well set up to do this kind of, uh, kind of approach, and that it was yeah, interestingly enough, the the connection with business that I would say is is, if any case, the the most difficult to continue. Right, like the how do we transition from a project towards an epic? How do you make sure all the teams are in line and in sync, in sync with each other? Because it it is just a little bit more difficult to grab a room with each other and uh, and start discussing. So I see in that way a a larger role for a project lead to keep good grasp on this on this project and to make sure that does everything now know what he needs to know and make regular checkups with that. With kind. and obviously from a team perspective, you can say make sure that as a team you uh, tell that project lead or whatever project lead is uh, is applicable for the different projects that you have that you need certain information uh, and then also be proactive concerning that like if you see something going wrong mention that to the project team, mention that to the other team mention that uh, take the proactivity and uh, and for that i noticed that teams are still well receptive teams are good well available in chat um so i think that's going well
2: yeah, so what you say is you have to be very explicit in 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 everything uh, basically because and, uh, you you cannot drag everybody in the in room directly so you have to make explicit uh, uh, is it is it clear what I just explained uh, is this topic done in the meeting before we go over to the next topic so it's everywhere that that we, we are po- yeah, pointed to uh, you have to be explicit and uh, before you continue yeah. That's, uh,
1: interesting. I think. Interesting I think it's inter- is, uh, what is interesting is that I always believe that is beneficial to projects and, and meetings in a general sense, but that you're now struck harder with the, with the ramifications of it if you don't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that just makes it that more obvious that you need to, need to be clear about these kind of things, like make sure that everyone in the room is agreed on a certain topic is crucial in it in a team call because otherwise you move on to the next subject and then someone else, oh yeah, about the subject earlier, what about this and that? And then you have two open discussions and that's really, it might be really difficult to manage. Yeah, it's even harder to follow, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's when it's really helpful to have some shared document open where everyone can really follow where are we in this conversation and what have we decided.
3: Yeah, and besides that, I also, I'm I'm looking if it's really there, but, but I also thought I heard is that working over teams is now a little harder because also getting them on physical in one location, and they haven't yet established a way of working together in this online world, so to speak. Is that also what you're trying to point out, uh, Marijn, or something you see, Burgers? Yeah,
1: I would say so. Um, Often, you would have these random interactions with people at the coffee machine, for example, and those don't exist. And those are typical moments in which if you would see someone and be like, hey, by the way, about this project, what's up with that? Or what's up with this? Or why? Um, So now, coming back to the point earlier, making those kind of things explicit and then saying, okay, do we need to take action on it? If yes, then take that action. Have have someone appointed. Have someone talk to the other other team and uh, come back with the input. For, yeah, you you want, want
0: something to add? To add. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, the challenge. And it's what Marijn also said earlier about uh, these larger meetings that now we're not sure how to do it now, we're not having them. Um, and I think the smaller autonomous ID teams that that really helped. The, those teams it's really easy to adapt to this new way of working. But the larger the product teams, which still kind of forming and finding their way of working, this is really really hard. Um, definitely, that is that is one of the things that I'm seeing. Teams are feeling they you know, more disconnected from those. Larger product teams, and that uh, serendipitous interactions, this that has, doesn't happen anymore. Okay,
2: hey, uh, so it's uh, obviously that uh, you had to go through some some changes and uh, adapt on uh, on stuff. Um, we always have a, a nice closing, right? Eh? What is your most important takeaway? But I want to do it a bit differently uh, today. I, I, w- I want to uh, look forward. So uh, this is a crisis we are now in, and we don't have a clue a clue how much, how, how much time it will uh, take us to, to come out of it. Eh? So the coronavirus is, is leading in this. Uh, but start thinking ahead. What could new point in this way of working do we want to keep um, when we're back in the office?
0: Yeah, I think it would be nice to have a kind of a combination of working from home and working at the office where you can get design uh, your way of working that you get the best of, best of both so that you have those times at the office where you have those face-to-face interactions and those serendipitous in connections, and but that you also have the opportunity where you can really work from home and um, have a maybe more uh, work-life balance and do some more focus work um, and less meetings. So I, I do think we, we see now uh, what is possible. And I think we can really take some of those benefits for, to working from home when we go back to the office as well. And maybe appreciate those uh, interactions at the office more. Now that we've missed it for a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're so u- uh, used to them that you're you don't uh, yeah you don't see that anymore. Yeah, true. Yeah. And for you, Marijn, what uh, what's for you the, the the takeaway towards the future?
1: I, f- I think at the moment I would say my my most favorite one is uh, sort of doing uh, doing fun stuff like making explicit time to do fun stuff, whereas normally we would go to lunch together, and have a chit chat afterwards together, and then sort of go back to work. But now, uh, we actually take some extra time as part of our stand up just to do around, hey, how was your weekend? How, how have you been feeling, etc. And it does offer some some explicit time to talk about each other's, uh, each other's problems, etc. So I think that's, that's a good way to go about it. And then Secondly, is in the category of doing fun stuff is just scheduling time to do, I don't know, online board games together or etc. And I think those kind of mm. doesn't have to be big. You can just bring a board game to the office, right? And and just, just do go it. play two hours <laughs> after after like from four to six. We uh, we played online Catan. Yeah, was hilarious. Yeah, I can yeah. definitely recommend. So, uh, so, so that kind I... of stuff is for sure. Yeah. So
2: what I hear from that is that you also realize more now uh, nowadays how, what the importance is of those small uh, things in 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 life in the office, uh, right? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, yeah. Thanks, uh, guys.
3: Peter Paul, do you have questions left? No. The, just remark <laughs> based on the on the on the last one. They, in in general, we think that work is about earning money, but I think that. Uh, way greater need that we as humans satisfy with it is the needs to be that social being and to interact with others and to do stuff like that but yeah that's just my uh view on the world okay yeah uh,
2: uh thanks uh, uh marijn and uh, berget for for sharing your s- story so far and i think a lot of items will be recognized by our listeners of course uh, they are in the same uh, many of them are in the same situation uh, so uh, yeah, thanks for your, your insights and, uh, and I hope you stay safe uh, coming weeks, months and so we see you back at the office. Thanks. Yep.
3: This was the last of our three episodes on uh, yeah, our way of working during the corona pandemic. Well, our next episode will be a regular one. Subject of the episode will be Python.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for TechLab and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn or mail techlab at bol.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun!